0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm David Nelson for the Traders Network, broadcasting worldwide for iHeartRadio and CBS Interactive. Starting a company is tough, but navigating the treacherous waters of venture capital, that's really a unique skill set. We've got somebody here that's actually done it. Ushmagarg McGarg has taken her startup company, Gobble, literally from her dorm room to your kitchen. And she's with us right here. Uma, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank
1: you so much for having me, David.
0: Every entrepreneur has that that magic moment, that moment in time, maybe that light bulb moment where they have a vision, an idea for a company or a product. When was that time for you and Gobble? Wow.
1: I would say that uh, that there were two moments. So one moment was, when i was running my previous company i built a recruiting network so that students could get jobs in business and um, and i actually uh, was eating very poorly i was working 24 7 um, just trying to get a startup off the ground and often found myself in my car you know at 2 (laughs) a.m eating like taco bell or chicken nuggets and uh, my health was going down the drain my happiness you know wasn't very strong and um, so the idea for Gobble started very organically out of this very personal need that I had to um, to bring this like rich tradition of home cooking that I had growing up back into my life as an adult.
0: I was reading this on the internet. It was a phrase I saw talking about your company. I have to ask you about it. What is peer-to-peer lasagna?
1: <laughs> yes, peer-to-peer lasagna is this term that I coined to uh, to represent what I thought Gobble could be. And, and I wanted it to be this um, you know, very uh, open marketplace where chefs could post dinners that they cooked and hungry families could buy those dinners. So I thought it would be, in essence, you know, someone next door cooking for you and thus a peer-to-peer transition of lasagna.
0: Talk to me about the company. Talk to me about Gobble. What is it and what's in it for the consumer?
1: The mission from day one has always been to help busy people access home-cooked food. And we went through many different iterations to figure out what is the best product and what is the best thing I can do to help the modern family uh, have a home-cooked meal. And as we learned after many years, we learned this key insight that uh, as you become an adult, you want to cook for your loved ones, but today you don't have the time. So no matter how good the food I give you, if it's ready-made, you don't appreciate it as much. People wanted control. They wanted to see the ingredients. um, after a lot of years of listening to customers and trying different ideas, we came up with the 10-minute one-pan dinner kit. And that allows uh, someone who's even never cooked before to have a pan and a spatula and in 10 minutes, and you know, our easy three-step recipe card, um, cook a fresh home-cooked meal for their loved ones.
0: There's been a lot of startups in this particular space, and some, some deliver you know, frozen meals that end up actually in, in the microwave. What made you decide to go to something like a meal kit that people would cook in their homes?
1: We saw when uh, families were warming our meals in the microwave and then plating them for their kids that um, that they just weren't weren't as happy. So we thought to ourselves, well, you know, how could they have a hand in the cooking, um, and, and what can we do to to make them just feel better about their dinner time experience? And that's how we, you know, we started taking things um, away. From what we did, and letting the customer do it. So we started letting you garnish the meal, or letting you, you know, combine the sauce and the pasta instead of delivering it already done. Um, and that took off. Having put people participate in um, in the end product of something is what we learned later really valuable. It's the same thing that happens with cake mix or assembling uh, IKEA furniture, because uh, you know people are very actually, statistically, five times prouder of something if they (laughs) built it versus just bought it off the shelf.
0: There's some obvious permutations to this company. You know, certainly vegetarian, uh, maybe gluten-free, or Weight Watchers. Uh, A lot of things that could be done with this company. Are you going to go down any of those avenues?
1: Absolutely. What's neat is by deconstructing the meal, we already started appealing to lots of different diets. So we take out the you know oil, spice, butter, salt, and pepper. So if one person wants it mild, they eat it without the spice, and if somebody wants it spicy, they'll add the spice into the pan at the last minute. Or um, people can use gluten-free pasta instead of uh, you know, gluten-full pasta. Or they can um, you know, hold the meat or order something without the meat if they want. So already the concept of a dinner kit lends itself to uh, fitting lots of diets, and, and we're working to make that even more customizable.
0: Okay, you've started this very wonderful company. You're starting to have some success, but as we know, it always comes down to the money. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about the early rounds of financing sure. when you got this started. Um,
1: I've been through a lot of moments where it's been very hard to raise money, but Gobble's seed round was uh, you know, the right idea at the right time. I didn't know that. I was very hungry and I posted an ad on Craigslist looking for chefs, um, got 70 responses, Starting, started meeting them and putting together a calendar of what meals they could make each day and selling that to my friends and that very quickly became a strong proof of concept that after 2 months i took to angel investors all over silicon valley and in the matter of weeks raised 1.2 million for this
0: idea $1.2 million. Yes. I recently read that you actually raised as much as $11 million in a Series A funding. I want you to hold it right there because we're going to take a short commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Ushma about where she's taking this exciting company. We're going to delve into the finances and where she's taking the company next. I'm David Nelson for The Traders Network. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm David Nelson to the Traders Network. If you're just joining, we've been sitting here with the CEO of Gobble, Ushma Garg, discussing her very exciting young company. We've gotten through some of the broad strokes, but now I'd like to discuss some of the finer details and talk about the financing. Ushma, I want to dive right in here. You are obviously in the right place at the right time. You started off this company with $1.2 million in financing. You have recently raised as much as $11 million in a Series A financing round. Talk to us about that and how you got started.
1: Well, first of all, raising Series A is very difficult, and I've tried to do so with multiple versions of Gobble, and, uh, you know, as it should be, we were able to raise this wonderful round of funding. Um, with the product that is really taking off and, um, and and the product that's right for families today. And um, so we receive received that money from folks who are veterans in the, uh, the consumer and the food and beverage industry. Trinity Can you Ven- talk
0: about a yeah. few of those people, who they are?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, one of them is Trinity Ventures. They are one of the original backers of Starbucks, um, an investor in Pinkberry and Bulletproof Coffee. And then another firm is Andreessen Horowitz, who has a long track record um, of investments in like, successful consumer and enterprise companies.
0: Starting up a company is great but how many states are you in right now?
1: We have a large operation in the Bay Area that's able to serve seven states on the West Coast. So we serve California, Washington, and Oregon, and and really have covered that entire region.
0: What does it take to manage a company as it's growing like this? What about the logistics here? How complicated is that?
1: In our estimation, to cover the entire country, you need three to four large fulfillment centers.
0: That's it?
1: For the shipping of it. And then in our case, you need uh, commercial kitchen facilities and a very large staff of dishwashers, cooks, prep cooks, and chefs um, to actually prep the dinner kits.
0: We're here on the East Coast, right here in New York City, and this is where I live. Are you planning on rolling anything out here you know, so that maybe I can go to the store and use your product?
1: Yes, we are. I hope you can buy it in a few months. We've been doing some pilot testing on the East Coast, and we're just now figuring out the right you know, long-term home for Gobble here.
0: All right, every entrepreneur has its set of challenges, and I'm sure there were a series of milestones that Gobble had to go through to get to the point where it is today. Let's talk about that.
1: Our first milestone was establishing a proof of concept, which was just showing in some way, whether it's a sur- survey or through some sales, that we, we had s- some legs to our idea. And that milestone was followed by our seed funding, which would be our second milestone. Then I would say that um, the milestone after that is really assembling the right team for success. So we hired uh, Chris Woodford, who's our lead engineer. He built you know, algorithms to help evacuate people from emergency scenarios via helicopter, you know, bus, ship, plane, whatever, um, to get you to the hospital. So he's b- behind a lot of the um, data engineering in the company. Um, and you know, complemented by Thomas Ricci, who's our now executive chef, And he was trained by Michael Mina and Roland Passo, um, both of who run Michelin star restaurants. And Thomas has run some of those restaurants for them. So we have kind of engineering and culinary prowess in the company uh, that really then led to our fourth milestone of hitting product market fit, where um, we developed these 10-minute dinner kits and we saw sort of the word of mouth and organic growth happen. finally reached our final milestone to date, which was our venture round of $11 million last October.
0: I'm hearing a lot of very familiar terms like data analytics and and frankly terms that are more closely associated with technology and social media. Where did you get the idea to merge a, a, a food company, a traditional food company with technology? Let's talk about that.
1: Yes, that's a great question. I, I grew up with this, you know, very rich upbringing of home cooked food. My my dad actually is the head of nutrition and endocrinology at UT Southwestern, and every day I'd come home from track practice and he would be, you know, singing and cooking this beautiful, nutritious Indian food in our kitchen for our family. Um, so he he was already kind of treating the kitchen as his, you know, science lab, but at home, and um, and I was always very like math, science, and engineering focused. So um, it was it was combining my way of thinking with, you know, my definition of family and my something that was very important to me in life. So to me, it's natural. And I think just applying that engineering perspective to food um, has can really go far. In the same way that Pandora and Netflix um, know what kind of movies or songs you like and they get better and better over time, I think that Gobble can understand your tastes better and better over time um, so that, you know, on any given night, we know exactly what you would like to eat based on what you ate yesterday you want to and day know before. what I want to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I could predict that.
0: We've talked about the challenges and some of the milestones that, that you and the company went through to get to this point where you are today. But there's gonna be challenges in the future. Are you worried about other companies looking at your success and are you worried about copycats?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think entrepreneurs work so hard um, just day and night on their passion and their idea. Uh, and and the funny thing is I, I thought that that's where it ended. I thought that if you invented something brand new that, that changed people's lives, that um, that, that, was, that was it. That was amazing. Uh, recently, I've learned that if you do that and if you are successful, um, other businesses you know, w- want to adapt and want to um, have a piece of the success. And so I, I think that you were right. The next challenge we have ahead really is um, protect, being the best at our own idea. And um, even though there's going to be copycats, staying creative and innovative and making sure that you know, the same DNA that produced this idea will produce many more to come and keep us as you know, the lead innovator in the food industry.
0: Anything else on the horizon?
1: We make dinner time easy for families. And so okay. we'd like to apply that to you know, breakfast and lunch and snack time and then hopefully uh, you know, other activities in your household. So I think we just want to be the brand that um, helps make family time easy.
0: Okay, well, you're certainly doing that. Ushma, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks, David. It was great.
0: And thank you for joining. By the way, a quick thank you goes out to 1-800-PUBLIC-RELATIONS for all the PR and media support. Thanks again for joining. I'm David Nelson for The Traders Network.